The Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K, presented by Tap 14. Analysis and commentary to help you get your Broncos fixed during the offseason. Subscribe on iTunes or Google Play, or listen on demand anytime in the Mile High Sports mobile app. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz Podcast. My name is Ronnie Corey. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K Radio on Twitter. We're today on the podcast. I uh, want to talk about the coaches. We focused a lot on the players in the past, but I do want to focus in on the coaching. Who has the most pressure on them? And maybe a name that uh, everybody is just expecting great coaching out of that uh, I think is a little bit more pressure on them. So we're going to discuss that today on the podcast. But first, our friends over there at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street, just a Hop, skip, and jump away from Coors Field. 70 Colorado beers on tap, 100 Colorado distilled spirits. Chef Andrea Varela in that locally sourced rotating seasonally fair is just tremendous. Be sure to go on over there. Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. Just hop, skip, and jump away from Coors Field. You can follow me on Twitter, of course, at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K, radio on Twitter. So I want to talk about Broncos coordinators and head coach who will be the most important figure to this team to their success? Who absolutely has to be on? And I, I think the easy route to take here is Vic Fangio. You know, that's the easy one to select of them. But actually, I think Vic Fangio could be average, and this team could still be tremendous. Still tremendous. Okay. I think the big name here that everybody is maybe not focusing on so much that really they should be is Mike Munchak. And and I'm going to come at it this way. I know everybody's going to say, well, what do you mean Mike Munchak? He's this tremendous guy. Well, let's remember some coordinators that we all thought were going to be tremendous the moment they stepped in. Mike McCoy. He was supposed to be this goo, what did we say? Quarterback whisperer, guru. He's going to get the best out of everybody. He was trash. Okay, maybe trash is strong. He was bad. Okay? Bill Musgrave's going to craft this tremendous offense around Case Keenum and get the best out of Oh, it's going to be great. And, I mean, they, they couldn't have got rid of him faster. They could not have got rid of him uh, fast enough. I think everybody just expects Mike McCoy, Mike Munchak to just step in and be this tremendous offensive line, and they're going to be the best in the league. And look, certainly he is widely regarded as one of the best coaches when it comes to offensive line in the league. But I, I think that is now also the expectation. And I say tread lightly there because... It's it's difficult to turn, you know, what's the what's the analogy that everybody uses? Poop into chickens out, you know, whatever. If you have bad ingredients, I think a coach can make it serviceable, a great coach. But this is such a crucial offensive line to Denver because they've got to give Joe Flacco time in order for Joe Flacco to become this individual that I think many people are way more optimistic than at least certainly I, but better than average. And it's all set up by the run game. 
because that's what Joe Flacco's game plan is going to be, is run the ball to the tune of five, five and a half a carry, and and be and be set up in second and short to give to open up the playbook, give you a lot of versatility to where you can't run a lot of play fakes. And maybe you do take a lot of deep shots. And that's when Joe Flacco then becomes at his best. But you can't do it if the offensive line is crumbling and A, Joe Flacco has no time, and B, you're rushing to the tune of two and a half. Because if Philip Lindsay is at two and a half, three yards per carry, this team is going nowhere. This team is going nowhere. Make no mistake, this is a run-first offense moving forward. Because Joe Flacco throwing the ball 50 times, that ain't getting you anywhere. That ain't getting you anywhere. And so, yes, there's going to be a lot of pressure and importance in Rich Gangarello in crafting that correct offense. But again, I think that's the easy way. Let's look at it a little differently. I think Mike Munchak has a huge, huge amount of pressure on his plate. Because the moment Garrett Bowles starts to look like Garrett Bowles, maybe Ron Leary doesn't come back as like the Ron Leary we've seen before from the injury. The moment this starts to happen, we're all going to start to wonder, well, what the heck? I thought I thought we were supposed to have the best offensive line in, in the NFL. That's what Mike Munchak's here for. I just I, I say tread lightly. I have faith in Mike Munchak. I think he's going to do a tremendous job. I just I wonder if the expectation is that immediately he's going to step in and this is going to be the best offensive, top five in the league at the least. And maybe it takes a little bit longer for that to actually happen. Because, again, you are working with an offensive line that, look, I think a lot of people believe Juwan James was overpaid, and I would agree. He may not be as, I'll say this, he may not be worth the, whatever it was, 13.1 that they paid him per year at the right tackle position. I like Dalton Reisner a lot. I like him a lot. But, again, rookie. Connor McGovern sliding over to center. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Ron Leary coming back from injury. Is he going to, again, on the other half of a side of 30? And then you have Garrett Bowles, which everybody knows about the problems that have played Garrett Bowles throughout his entire career. There's a lot of question marks here. There's a lot more question marks than you think. And this game and this team will go as the trenches go on offense. And that's why I think there's a lot of pressure on Mike Munchak. A lot more than than people will give. I want to bring Logan into the program. Uh, Logan, what do you think? The the coordinator slash coach with the most pressure on him, maybe the most important to his unit. Uh, I will definitely have to go with Rich Scangarello, and mm-hmm. I know it's a you know a semi you know obvious answer, but it is the right answer. And you got to think about this too. When you looked at the Broncos' offense last season. I mean, you've even said it yourself, and you know, various amount of people, even within our very fine place of business here at Mile High Sports, they sat there in those boxes and said, I know what's coming. You already know what it yes, is. Yes, it was very predictable. It was a too predictable offense for obvious outcomes. So with a guy like Rich Scangarello that could come in that worked under Kyle Shanahan, who has worked at various levels right now, obviously he's going to get his you know crack and his first licks on it. I'm not expecting it to be like the greatest show on turf or anything like the 2013 Broncos. Yes. Something competent and something that can be complimentary to the defense because the defense I'm not worried about at all. 
I know that they'll get back to their way they are. I don't know if they'll be what they were in 2015, but I'm not worried about the defense as much as I am about the offense. When it comes to Scangarello, how are you going to start to institutionalize the use of a Noah Font or a Jeff Hireman? I sure. mean, because he was there in San Francisco and we saw what he did with George Kittle. So you got to see what you could do with your running back system. How how are you going to utilize Philip Lindsay correctly? When is when are you going to pull the trigger and put Royce Freeman out there? You know, when are you going to what kind of packages are you going to do here? Like what can you bring to the table that's going to show that you are in a modern NFL offense but could still produce? I mean, cuz it's it's pretty obvious. And that, that's the that's the key thing is how are you going to be a modern NFL offense without a franchise quarterback? You know, without a quarterback who is capable, because again, Joe Flacco throwing the football 45, 50 times, I'm telling you now, you're not going to want that. Well, and you're not going to want that. I think you also need to acknowledge, too, that, look, regardless of whatever's been said or done with Joe Flacco in the past, it's in the rearview mirror. Now we got to look at the windshield moving forward. How much better can you get Joe Flacco to be here in Denver? How much more can you milk out of him whatever he's got left in his NFL career? And I think that's going to be an objective that Rich Scangarello is going to have to rise to the occasion on. You're going to have to find a balanced system right there because you're right. You can't have him throw 35, 40 times a game. That you no. just, you're, That's just not going to cut it. No. And just to give you an example of a couple times he threw the ball uh, last year for the Ravens, he threw it 56 times against Cleveland. That ended in a 9-12 to loss. He completed 51% of his passes. He threw the ball 55 times against Cincinnati last year. That was a 34-23 loss. That was a Thursday night game, I believe. That was a Thursday night game where he completed 58% of his passes. He was picked off twice and sacked four times. Um, so it's it's one of those things where it's like you don't want Joe Flacco. You know, it's it's like you can you can. It, there was always this threshold with Case Keenum, and. I think that threshold is now a little higher with Joe Flacco, but yes, Rich Gangarello is going to have to be very creative and mix in a lot of these different versatile things, but that can't happen without the offensive line. And if I was actually to rank them when it comes to coaches of importance, um, I would probably put Rich Gangarello too, but Vic Fangio is a very close three. Very close three, because... Kind of the same effect with Mike Munchak. I think a lot of people expect this defense to just be turnkey tremendous. Tremendous. Everybody expects this defense to be the backbone of this team and absolutely inside the top 10 in the NFL, if not top five. And if they are not, because this is supposed to be the identity, all of a sudden we're looking at a team that's like, wow, this defense is not as great as I thought thought it was going to be, and I thought this was the specialty of Vic Fangio. You know, this is, it's going to be the same thing we say about what we said about uh, Mike Malone. Mike Malone's defense was supposed to be specialty. It, it, defense was supposed to be a specialty. Gritty with the Denver Nuggets. And they never played defense for like the first two years of his coaching tenure. And if this is kind of the case for Vic Fangio, I think there's going to be a lot of fans really beginning to question things. Now, Vic Fangio is going to be graded based on wins and losses, period, end of story. That's how it's going to be looked at. And I think Ed Donatel's Donatel's got a great gig at Denver right now. He's got a great gig because he gets to work under the guy who he knows, 
And certainly he's going to have a lot of input on things. But let's be honest. Vic Fangio's the mastermind here. He's the one pulling the trigger. He's the one who's making all the key decisions on the defense. And Donatel's just kind of, not to say he literally is, but he gets to kick his feet up a little bit. Doesn't have so much pressure on him like Rich Gangarello does. But I think if you're Rich Gangarello, you savor this opportunity. You love the opportunity to do this because you know what? If Rich Gangarello turns this offense into a top-flight offense with Joe Flacco, he's going to get a head coaching opportunity, and he won't be in Denver long. And this is a bit of the unfortunate side of things with the defensive-minded head coach, is that either A, you're going to have a very poor offense because your offensive coordinator is not worth a damn, or B, you're going to have an offensive coordinator who is so good that he gets hired right away and leaves the team. This has always been a tough part of how I view a defensive-minded head coach when it comes to the the head coaching the top. It's different on the offensive side. And again, as we know, this is a league where I think if you, you gave somebody the opportunity to have the number one offense or the number one defense, I think most people are going to take the number one offense. Because look at who's won the Super Bowl. It's mostly the number one offenses. Every once in a while, every once in a while, the defense will, will sprout up. But you can't have both. you got to have one or the other, and most would take the number one offense. But as we've seen here in Denver, they've done it before, and it's going to be interesting. There's a lot of pressure, make no mistake, on all of them. From Fangio to T.C. McCartney to Chris Beak, Reggie Herring. But I think there's a lot of pressure on Mike Munchak that nobody is talking about right now. Remember this conversation now, five weeks into the season, if the offensive line is bad. Because as, as great of a mind as we all think he is, we've said this about coordinators before. And I really hope he does live up to that name, come in and make this offense top flight as, as far as the offensive line goes. Because if the offensive line isn't, ooh, they're going to be in for a rough year. They're going to be in for a rough year. Not 2-14 and 14 rough. Not 2-14 and 14 rough. But they're going to be in for a rough year. So again, big thanks to our friends over there at Tat14. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K, radio on Twitter. Uh, lots to discuss in the offseason as we get closer and closer to training camp. Training camp coming up. Be sure to go on over there to milehighsports.com and get updated on all the great things going on with the Broncos, whether it be uh, well rookies, uh, veterans, coaching, player interviews, profiles. All that good stuff is up there at milehighsports.com. That's milehighsports.com and the all-new Mile High Sports mobile app that's free for Apple and Android. Of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio, R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K Radio on Twitter, and always find the work at milehighsports.com. That's milehighsports.com. See y'all.